金の音は響く心の中へと広く深く物語のような推しの雫その中に細い線路を築く時間とともに時代は動く流れる推しを静かに動く目を閉じて耳を澄ますバーチー OOTY 光負けずにしっかり今解き放て誰かに届くまで平行の光はこの向こうに君たちと作っていくストーリー Welcome to GDQ Cast, where all we do is talk about speedruns and not much else. I'm your co host, Lily. I'm your co host, Sam. I'm your co host, Robo Ghost Lin. See, this time I waited for Lin because、uh, I was on an article in episode 10 and I forgot that I like, completely skipped over Lin's introduction. <laughs> Oh my god. Thank you. It was really funny. We just kept going, and then, like, five minutes in, I'm like, wait, did Lynn introduce himself? <laughs> It's okay. It's not okay. See, I, the I, worst I... part is, I spe- like, I, I noticed it at the time, and I was like, oh, wait, hold on. We need to wait till we need to give Lynn some introduction time. And then. I was like, I'm gonna wait till the end of this sentence, and then it just immediately came out of my mind, and I also completely forgot until five minutes later. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay.、Uh, God. Yeah, GDQ was great this week. It's okay, it's been a while. GDQ was so good this week. I caught more of it than I ever have caught because I was at home、uh, sick, and、uh, what a week. What a week. What were your favorite runs this week, Sam?、Um, pro- so I actually caught less than I usually do. I usually basically put it on like 24 7 when, when, when it's on. I put it on my phone when I'm walking to work. I watch it like in the background at work <laughs> and then I kind of fall asleep to it and I wake up to it at like 4 a.m. and I eat, breathe, and sleep GDQ.、Uh, so this good week, though. This week I only caught like a dozen runs or something. I caught very few, although. Bloodborne was really was a particular highlight, as was the Final Fantasy VII Remake run, even if I only got to see the last chapter of it. So I'm very. That's like the thing that I'm watching tonight. It, like, as soon as I get my food done、uh, after this, it's going to be sitting down and just catching up on that six and a half hour run. Yeah, I missed the Bloodborne run because I was like. Oh no, I was in a headspace yesterday and I'm just like, hey, what if I finish Shadowbringers, like, now? And I did not anticipate the last quest of Shadowbringers being like three hours long. <laughs> yeah, you told me that you, you were going to keep going on Shadowbringers until you were done. And I was like,、mm, it's late. What dungeon are you at? Oh, that one?、Mm. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, welcome to Shadowbringers cast. No, I'm not going to do this. Lynn has barely played Final Fantasy. I don't want to spoil her. I. I There's so much good stuff. Go play Final Fantasy XIV. Shadowbringers kicks ass. Go do it. And don't worry, next week we can get back to our, our regular blazeball shenanigans. The season、yeah. is starting tomorrow. The season is starting tomorrow. We. Listen, blazeball takes an extended siesta and so do we. That's what happened. I got sick because there was. I would play FF14 if I wasn't busy playing Hades. You are so valid. Fair,、God. but also. Well, I'll leave it there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know. I know.
Yeah, uh, Aiden's gonna teach me some of the raids tonight. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I see a lot of the reason I stopped playing was because like work was a big deal and I was dying. Uh, but you see, I am a tank by nature. I I mainly tank and. When you go into raids as a tank and don't know what you're doing, it can be a little stressful. Your choice of movies now makes so much sense. <laughs> oh yeah? What's that supposed to mean? It means you enjoy pain. <laughs> what What gave you that idea? <laughs> what Was it the fact that I decided, hey, let's start a Bleach podcast? Well, you got me there. <laughs> Pot and oh. kettle, here we are. Here we are. Should we... Okay, so here's the deal. We we were gonna do a recap this week. We are all here, so what does that say about us, Sam? Lynn's got a point here. We planned on doing a recap this week, because this is a very special week. We finished season one of Bleach. And so there aren't going to be any episodes this week. Uh, I should go ahead and do a disclaimer. We had asked for some emails, but we did not receive any, which is cool. I I am just taking that as we're doing such a great job that no questions were needed. <laughs> that is how I've chosen to take that. Um, but we are planning on doing a recap of the show. I was thinking maybe... Uh, maybe some trivia. I have not prepared anything. I literally have written no notes. This is all loose. We're just doing, uh, yes, Lynn says lack of criticism means widespread approval, and this is how I've chosen to take everything. Uh, but I was thinking we'd just do a loose discussion of the recap. Professional fucking podcasting babes. <laughs> That's us. We're, we're gonna do a loose recap of the show, unless Sam's taken notes, in which case... Damn, Sam, really going after it. I mean, I have I have some basic notes on like the things that have happened in the in the last twenty episodes, and I have a, the list of things. Uh, we had a conversation off air about things that we would like to change going forward, or things we would like to modify, uh, because yes. we didn't think that it would be good radio to actually have this discussion on air. But I think I made a small list of the things that I want to focus on going forward. Uh, so I. You know, I'm going to go over those at some point in the podcast. Yeah. So, either way, this week could end up being really short. It could end up being really long. It could end up being just our average, like, length episode. I don't know. I've never done this before. So, should we just get right on to it, or do we have any housekeeping? I think we're... I think we're good to go. We're... I was going to say that we're all... We're running, like... 10 minutes in and we haven't even started but then i realized that that's actually really short and fast as far as this podcast goes <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i really appreciated the comments of the friends of the table chat saying they appreciated the chaos which is good because honestly like welcome to blank cast is my favorite bit we do on the show i just love talking about whatever and i love that this gives me an area to do that i really do want to talk about shadowbringer spoilers because i finished it this week and it's killing me but we we can talk about that off air it's fine it's fine so let's talk about bleach let's talk about bleach so did you you said that you had 
you were essentially planning on recapping the season entirely from memory. Yes. Were you were you planning on actually doing this, or would you like me to like have some quick summaries of what some of the episodes were? I I can recap the entire season from memory. <laughs> let, let me let me pull up the episode list. I'm not gonna look at notes for the episodes. I'm I'm. <laughs> Hold on, Lynn has posted something very good in the in the ghost zone. The presence of an ever-changing ghost who will sometimes be a robot and maybe someday be a corporeal means this podcast will never find a smooth rhythm and will always be chaotic. And this is this is what I hope for this podcast. Okay, I'm going to look up a Bleach episode list. Hold on. <laughs> I'm not going to look at the notes for any of any of the episodes. I just want the names. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a quick summary of each episode. I have a yeah. list up. How about I just... I'll just feed you the episode names. Okay. So, this is our recap for Season 1, <laughs> The Substitute. It aired from 2004. I will manifest someday and it will be as a monkey wrench, so I may better throw myself into our machine that is a podcast. <laughs> Why did you get... You should go ahead and start that sentence over, Sam. Right, so, season one, The Substitute. It aired from 2004 to 2005. Episode one, The Day I Became a Shinigami. Rukia shows up, Ichigo's a 15-year-old who, like, has ghost powers. Like, he, he basically can see spirits. Rukia shows up and is like, whoa, I'm a soul reaper. Mean and 15. Whoa, I'm a soul reaper. And Ichigo's like, what's that? And Rukia explains what a soul reaper is. They're, like, basically ghost people who protect our world from hollows. They purify the souls of hollows and send them to soul society, which is the afterlife. It's basically heaven. Uh, it's basically capitalist police. Rukia has cute drawings. Rukia has cute drawings. This is too. <laughs> this is a disaster already. Okay. Rukia essentially is like, okay, soul society's basically heaven. It is. <laughs> This is way more than I expected. Okay. Soul Society is basically heaven, except it's heaven for soul cops. Uh, and essentially, there's a hollow afoot. Uh, Ichigo can sense the hollow. She's really confused that Ichigo can see her. Uh, panic ensues. They go to fight the hollow. Rukia can't handle it because she's useless in a woman. Because, you know, this is bleach. That's just how it goes. Uh, and essentially... She's like, what if I just gave my powers to Ichigo? So she does, and he, like, one-shots the hollow. All right, next episode, go. I do want to take a small moment. The The way she gets beaten up here is specifically that she protects Ichigo. This is true. It's it's not that she can't, she can't, it's not that she can't win in the fight. It's that she has to sacrifice the fight to save Ichigo. This is true. Episode two. A Shinigami's work. Oh, man. Okay, what one second. I gotta recall some shit. This is like It's the morning after his fight against Fishbone right, right, D. Right, 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 right. Okay. Fishbone D. Is that really its name? <laughs> yes, the name of the first hollow that we see in the in the show <laughs> is Fishbone D. <laughs> Okay, so Ichigo wakes up, 
He's, like, confused because nobody remembers what happened. I believe his family is like, yeah, a truck crashed into the shot. A truck crashed into the side of our clinic. Uh, he, like, goes to school and, like, Orihime... It's the Orihime brother episode. Like, it starts that whole thing uh, where Orihime's at home and her brother is, like, the hollow this week. And we learn some more about, like, Soul Society. It's not, like terribly important exposition but essentially we learn about Orihime's backstory her brother uh essentially was like her guardian because they like ran away from their parents or whatever or like their parents abandoned them that's what happened their parents abandoned them and essentially yeah it, it just sets up that fight I don't remember anything else from that episode that's the second half of the episode the first half of the episode is well, it's, mo- it's mostly, like, just the school stuff, Rukia showing up at school, that kind of stuff. Right, But it also right. has, it has the fight against Hexapotus. Hexapotus? <laughs> Which lasts, like, five seconds. But it's basically, all- it also serves as Isn't that, a, like, a playground? Yeah, it's, a, it's a, like, a big spider thing in a playground. Um, but it's also where Rukia, like, starts explaining that Shinigami's jobs is also to, like, purify the souls of hollows and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. Episode three. Episode three, go. The older brother's wish, the younger sister's wish. Ichigo fights Orihime's brother, and it's really sad and stuff. Alright, episode four. (laughs) The Cursed Parakeet. (laughs) I like how you have nothing to add. I mean... It's it's there. It's tragic. It's some good character work. We like we gushed over some of the scenes. We hated some of the other scenes. You know. This is bleach done quick. This is bleach. Welcome to BDQ. BDQ. <laughs> Hold on. I need me some of that BDQ sauce. Take it away, Lily. Okay, I'm gonna slather some BDQ sauce all over this podcast. All right. Episode 4, Cursed Parakeet. Uh, essentially, this is the Chad episode. We um, Chad buys like a parakeet that like talks, and it turns out there's a spirit within this parakeet. Uh, and it's being followed by a hollow uh, who is just really, really mean. What's this hollow's name? Uh, oh, wait. No, it's Shrieker. It's Shrieker, right? Uh, I think so. I'll just double check. Because I don't have... I don't actually have like the... The full list here? Uh, Yeah, it's Shrieker. Okay, it's Shrieker. Yeah, okay. So Shrieker's a cool hollow. He's got, like, a forked tongue, and he can, like, shoot out bombs that are, like, living beings, it looks like. They look kind of like frogs. They're kind of cute, and then they explode, and it's really gross. Um, Rukia comes help fight. Uh, I believe the episode ends there. There's not, like, a whole lot of backstory this episode that I remember, uh, I think the backstory is next episode. Uh, Lynn has a point. It's there. There's like there's the le- there's the frogs, and then the frogs like puke up explosive leeches, and those are the things that explode. Correct. 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 Okay. Remembering the important details. <laughs> the incredibly disgusting leech frogs. God. <laughs> it's like oh the frogs are cute. Oh God, what are they- no? Please no. Who needs? Who needs Leapfrog when you have Leechfrog? No! <laughs> Episode 5, Beat the Invisible Enemy. 
Okay, so obviously Chad can't see the enemy. Um, that's an important detail. Uh, Chad and Rukia fight it for a little bit, uh, and essentially... Oh wait, doesn't Karin get involved too? Karin got involved with, with the parakeet and, like, was having some, like, nightmares about it or whatever, and I believe there was some weird detail about her, like, being able to sense the parakeet's, like, tragic backstory because she had the same age as her or whatever! Yeah, when Chad- Chad gets hurt protecting the parakeet, so he has to stay the night at the clinic. And that night, uh, Karen, like, synchronizes with the parakeet and gets its memories or whatever. Yeah, because- because they're, like- near the same age. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't get explained again. Um, but yeah, Ruki and Chad fight it for a while. It's hilarious. Then Ichigo shows up after taking Karin back home. And, uh, Ichigo's just like pissed because it turns out this hollow is like, it's a serial killer that primarily kills women because of course, and it like killed this kid's mom and the kid like killed him. So, unexplainedly, this hollow, like, stuffed his soul into a parakeet and was like, hey, if you stay in this parakeet for several years, I will bring your mother back. And obviously, that's not how that works. And it makes Rukia really mad. And it makes Ichigo really mad. And Ichigo rips his tongue out. By accident, the kid tripped him and the dude died. This is true. <laughs> um, essentially, uh... Ichigo gets really mad, rips his tongue out, and sends the dude right on to hell. And it's the first time we see hell. It's got really cool gates. They look kind of like Diablo. It's kind of terrifying, honestly. It is pretty scary. The dude gets, like, impaled, like, right through the crotch. Huh. <laughs> Episode 6. Fight to the death. I don't remember <laughs> that detail. Yeah, go watch it. Go watch the clip. He gets stabbed right through the crotch. It was... It was karma. It was karma. Fight. Okay, fi fight to the death. Okay, I believe you. <laughs> Ichigo versus Ichigo. <laughs> okay, so this is the episode where we get introduced to Kone. There are things called mod souls. Essentially, uh, Rukia goes to Urahara shop. Uh, is this the first time we see Urahara? I think this is the first time we see Urahara. Uh, essentially, Urahara acts like a pervert for a second and like sells her some defective merchandise that Uduru found. Uh, like, Urdu found the merchandise. Jinta's a little shit. Uh, essentially, uh, basically, it, there's this Pez dispenser. Uh, Rukia drags Ichigo out of class and is like, hey, try this. So he does, and there's a soul, like a substitute soul within his body. And it turns out that this is Kone, who is a mod soul, which are souls that were created by Soul Society to be weapons to fight hollows using dead bodies. And then... After after doing it, they're like, wait, this is kind of fucked up, actually. And they're like, what if we just killed all these souls we just made? So they do, but they don't get all of them. And that's how Cone managed to survive. It was really spooky, except Cone is a little shit, so who cares? Uh, also, he, like, does some gross shit to the girls, and it really sucks. Episode 7. Greetings from a Stuffed Lion. Kone and Ichigo fight, and then later Kone gets put in the body of a stuffed lion. That um, It's the Kone episode. That we don't pretty need much anymore. That pretty much covers it. Um, <laughs> episode 
8. June 17th. You know, memories in the rain. No, we're moving at a really good pace. We're moving at a really good pace. Why don't we do this every week? I think greetings from a stone from a stuffed lion also had the um no. It had had some like really early stuff regarding Ichigo's mom. Like it it does like the uh the like foreboding like shot of the watch showing it's like June 16th or whatever. Yeah, well that's um, just like the end of the episode bringing us into the next one. Uh, no, it's like the entire second half of the episode. It, it, it is, indeed, the entire second half of Greetings from a Stuffed Lion, which is really weird. Um, okay, but June 17th, Memories in the Rain. We learn that June 17th is the day that Ichigo's mom died. Um, Tatsuki and Orihime have some really gay moments where they talk about Ichigo uh, in, like, Tatsuki's bedroom. Uh I believe Orihime, like, says something among the lines of, I figured it out, Ichigo's a superhero. She, uh, she does indeed. <laughs> uh, I believe this is the episode where Ichigo and his family uh, go to the cemetery to visit their mom. Uh, it's really, really solid character work throughout this episode. It's a lot of Ichigo blaming, blaming himself for what happened. Uh we get, like, shots of Ichigo uh, and his mother when he was younger, uh, like, walking by the riverbank and him seeing, like, a mysterious girl who, like, falls into the river and he, like, goes to save her and then he wakes up and his mom is dead. Uh, it's the introduction of fan favorite Shinigami Saito. <laughs> Fucking Saito. We don't talk about Saito. So yeah, a side character gets introduced, uh, Saito, who, yeah, he is an anime OC, thank you, anime. Number one character. Uh, he does not matter whatsoever. He comes to, like, take Rukia back, but that doesn't happen. Um, he also says some dumb, dumb shit. Uh, episode nine? Episode nine, Unbeatable Enemy. Okay, so we find out here... That Ichigo's mom was, in fact, killed by a hollow, uh, much to his chagrin. Uh, and that hollow is none other than Grand Fisher, who is really creepy, and that fight didn't land as hard as, as, hard as I wanted it to. But there are some good moments this episode. Uh, namely, Ichigo's mother comes back. It's not explained in the anime. It's explained in the manga. Uh, no, that scene doesn't but... doesn't happen in the manga. Is the thing? Oh, that whole scene doesn't even happen. Well, so the the scene is Grand Fisher turns his lore into he stabs Ichigo and he uses Ichigo's memories to turn his lore into a, a facsimile of his mom. That part happens, but isn't explained in the whereas in the manga they say, oh yeah, his he can like look at people's memories using his claws. In the manga. That basically pisses off Ichigo enough that he says, oh, you're going to stab me through her, and I'm going to stab you right back. Whereas in the anime, it's kind of like, she has like a weird, like, ascending to holy sainthood moment. <laughs> Where she like, tells him that she's the last remnant of thoughts of what she was feeling at the time, and she was never like, blaming him for her death, and she's just so proud that he's such a good boy. And uh, that gives him the strength to keep fighting. Like, it's, it completely changes the tone of the rest of the fight, as far as the anime and the manga goes. But, yeah. 
That's actually fucking hilarious. And Lin is right. Ishin does have, like, a good dad moment afterwards. Yeah, there's there's a good dad moment afterwards. Uh, where Ishin's like, you have to live fucking laughing, you know. Be, be strong, laugh hard, live long, and die old, essentially. Um, and yeah, that episode is okay. Episode 10. Episode 10. Assault on a trip at sacred ground. It's the Don Kanonji episode. Spirits uh, are always with you! (laughs) Okay, anyway, it's the Don Kanonji episode. Ichigo goes to the TV show. Uh, He doesn't like it, but his family does, so he goes there. There's some good character development between him and Orihime. Um, And there's some really, really good character beats between him and Don Kanonji, as Don Kanonji is, like, learning what it really means to be a hero. Um, and Ichigo pushes him on because they find out they're not that different, really. It's just Don Kenoji didn't really know what he was doing. But essentially, uh, episode ends with them defeating the Hollow and Don Kenoji, like, going on to greet the crowd, uh, with a smile on his face after being ashamed and realizing what he's truly done. We can't forget. Which is Crater Hollow. We can't forget the uh, most important part of that whole interaction, which is Don Kanonji accepting Ichigo as his pupil. Ah, oh, yes, yes. The most important bleach lore. <laughs> Alright, come on. We gotta keep going with the BDQ sauce. <laughs> we gotta keep going with the BDQ sauce. Alright, episode 11. The legendary Quincy. Uryu shows up and is a jackass. Alright, moving on. <laughs> I do want to shout out. No, I'm ju- I do want to shout <laughs> out joking. two specific scenes in this episode, which is the scene in where they're being berated by the gym teacher, and then Rukia just puts on the <laughs> uh, the Oscar performance of a lifetime, so everyone can jump out the window. It's one of the best comedy bits in early Bleach. It's so good, and the bit where she is like. Uh, Urahara isn't taking her calls, so she puts she props her phone up against the wall. She stands back about a meter and a half, and then she points at it and starts berating it loudly. <laughs> and she's just yelling at him because she's like, "You little shit! You are answering my calls. You're not returning them. I hate you so much." It's so funny. It's so funny. Um, but yeah, essentially, we learn uh, about Uryu. He's like, "Oh, I'm the last Quincy." And it turns out the Quincy were a people that the localization says that they are a tribe. Uh, To my knowledge, that is not actually what they are called in the original, like, Japanese. They're just called the Quincy. Uh, But essentially, uh, they are a tribe that was killed by the Soul Reapers because they were upsetting the balance of souls between Soul Society and Earth. Um, because the way they destroy hollows is not by purifying their souls and sending them onto soul society. It's by just straight up obliterating them. Um, a balance that doesn't make very much sense. Yeah. The balance isn't really explained. Uh, and it's not really explained like how this would affect things. It's just like, oh, there's this balance. And if it's out of balance, it's bad. It'll destroy both worlds. Um, so Uryu is like, okay, I am going to go ahead and essentially challenge Ichigo to a duel, and this duel involves this hollow bait, which I'm going to crack right now, 
whoever kills the most hollows wins. It releases way more than he expected. And then that cuts right into episode 12, right? Yes. So episode 12, a gentle right arm. Okay, so episode 12, Uryu and Ichigo go kill Hollows. There's a lot more than either of them expected. Uh, I believe at this point, uh, Orihime and Chad are, like, in the company. Oh my god, did we miss Bulbous G? No, wait. Bulbous G's right. coming up. No, this is the time. <laughs> this is the time. Okay, Orihime and Chad fight fight their own Hollows. I believe that is what happens. Um, to... Okay, wait, no, I'm getting mixed up. This is the one where Chad fights Bulbous G. I, I have figured it out. I have solved the problem. This is the one where Chad fights Bulbous G. Um, he gets, like, cool powers where his arm turns into, like, better arm. <laughs> this is all- I don't have a better way to phrase that. This is also the bit where he has, like, he's fighting with Karen. Yes, he and Karen fight uh, with Bulbous G, or against Bulbous G, rather. Bulbous G, the greatest hollow in existence. Um, yeah, Chad gets uh, his arm upgrade and essentially, like, gets really injured. Uh, and the the hollows are just... There's so many hollows. And we get some, like, backstory about Uryu's grandfather, but I believe that's not, like, fully expanded on until, like, episode 14. Uh, well, there's there's a bit here, there's a bit next episode, and I think the last bit, yeah, is in episode 14. Okay. So, episode 13, Flower and Hollow. This is the Orihime episode. Chi, Tatsuki, and Chizuru are, like, cleaning up a mess, like, at the school because the Hollows, like, broke the glass or whatever, and it, it needs them to be there, so they're all cleaning up after school or whatever. And... A tentacle hollow attacks, uh, and does some stuff. Uh, it's, it essentially makes, like, zombies of people, uh, without killing them. Is it, is it, it's, I believe it's Numb Chandelier. You are correct. And, it is Numb Chandelier. It is Numb Chandelier. Um, and essentially, Orihime gets fairy powers, uh, her hairpins turn into six fairies, it's really weird, it's not explained, and it's cool. They're like shield powers. She's got a healing shield, a like a blocking shield, and a shield that will appear inside of you and slice you in half. Essentially, yeah. Which, holy shit, coolest power this show has shown off so far. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really good. Episode 14, back-to-back, -back, a fight to the death. Okay, this is the one where Ichigo and Uryu become best friends, by which I mean they're not best friends, but they they decide, oh, we're going to be rivals, and it's really sudden. Um, Uryu essentially talks about, to the fact that he doesn't care that his people were, like, genocided, <laughs> which is really weird as a character trait. Like, I get it. I, I, I guess I get it. Yeah, well, cause, because, like, well, cause he's, he has no stakes in that fight. Yeah, he has no stakes in it, and he's like, look, the way it was explained to me by my own grandpa is the way that, it's literally the same way that Rukia explained it to Ichigo, which is, hey, could you not destroy the universe? And the Quincy said no, so they were all killed. Like, that's yeah. how, ev so far, 
every person who has spoken of this conflict has presented it in this specific way, which is like, well, okay, I guess the Quincy's were, like, mustache twirly villains. Fine. Yeah, it really sucks, honestly. Like, I still really don't like that. I, I really wish this was expanded more upon. It's... But yeah, essentially, uh, the genocide of the Quincy's is treated as, like, the right thing. It's what was supposed to happen. Um, and... Yeah, uh, Ichigo and Uru encounter the Minos Grande, who is, like, it's basically, like, a cul- it's not a culmination of many, many hollows that essentially forms one giant hollow. Yeah, it's like an eldritch being that, ca- that centralized from having, like, thousands of hollows in the same place or something. It also has the yeah. coolest way of, like exiting stage left where it folds it oh yeah it grabs the sky and it folds it over itself like a cape to hide behind it and you're like what the fuck just happened <laughs> it's really funny because the rest of the episode it spends looking like super goofy i want that more yeah so the the, the episode ends with the uh with the menos being uh, driven away yes by ichigo and that, that it doesn't quite end with it being driven away. Uh, it it gets driven away, and then Ichigo has like expended so much of his uh, his like spiritual energy, like he used so much at once that like it's starting to like get unstable. So he's got like so much flowing out of him that it's like killing him. And Uryu is like, I'm gonna stand on your Zanpakuto and be like a conduit, and I'm gonna release all this energy by like shooting a bunch of arrows, and it's a really cool moment, and Udu's like, don't die or I can't kill you myself. And then they were best friends forever. <laughs> and then they were best friends forever. Alright, episode 15. Hey, you know what? This one seems to have just gotten lost in translation. Episode 16, The Encounter, Aburai Renji. <laughs> Yeah, who cares about episode 15? Alright, episode 16. The Encounter, Aborai Renji. Uh, after, like... Our show our rules. <laughs> after all of the, uh, all of the stuff that mattered in episode 15, all the Rukia stuff, uh, Rukia gets encountered by Renji Aborai and Byakia Kuchki, her brother, uh, who have come to take her back to Soul Society, um... We get some background, I believe. We get, like, a lot of information, uh, most of which I do not remember. <laughs> um, but, essentially, Rukia is like, no, I don't want to go back to Soul Society. And Renji's like, well, you gotta. And they fight a little bit, uh, and then Ichigo shows up and is like, now I'm gonna fight you. And then Renji is like, oh, wow, you don't even know your Zanpakuto's name? That fucking sucks. And, like, does the Shikai, uh, releases Zabimaru, which is, like, a really cool chain whip sword. Uh, and they fight, and Renji's like, I'm gonna win. And then we cut to next episode. Which is called Ichigo Dies, episode 17. <laughs> the show ends, this is the end of the show. Alright, bye everybody. <laughs> No, um, <laughs> Shrek boys, he doesn't even know his sword's name. Hello, wifey, what are you looking for? Phone. Your phone? Do you need me to call it? Yeah. Alright.
Hello, everybody. Welcome this guest, my wife, Aiden. You sound very pleased to be on my show. Hello. What do you mean I threw it off the bed? I. They're bye. <laughs> They're right. I'm with them. You threw it off the bed. Lily, how could you? I'm sorry. I I screwed everything up. Okay. Episode seventeen. Ichigo dies. This is the episode where Ichigo really fights. Uh, he goes like Super Saiyan. He gets some like extra strength. Uh, and he like really surprises Renji with this. Because uh, he just got so much spiritual energy. Uh, and then, uh, essentially, Byakia steps in and is like, you're stupid. I'm going to kill you. Uh, fucking just, like, destroys Ichigo without, like, even, like, lifting the sword from his sheath. I believe he, like, cuts Ichigo's sword in half. No, he... Uh, so, Ichigo goes to attack Renji, and then, he re- and then he's like... Hey, is that guy over there not gonna help him? And then he swings his sword down, and suddenly he's missing like three quarters of his sword, and Byakuya's just holding it in his fingers. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Like he walked over really fast, snapped the sword in half, and then took the piece with him back to where he was standing, like twenty feet away. And he's just like, "Oh, oh, this, <laughs> oh, this. You thought you were a Shinigami? This." <laughs> Byakuya went yoink. And can we talk about the really important Byakuya slide that happens this episode? Where, like, it, it might be this episode, it might be the one before, where Byakuya just, like, slides out right from behind Renji without, like, moving. It's really good! Yeah, there's, like, a... There's just this really funny cut of animation where Renji's talking to... Uh, I think it's when he's talking to Uryu, because Uryu... Let's not forget, Uryu is also, like... Tried to help Rukia and then ended up unconscious. He wears heelys. He does wear heelys. And Byakuya wears heelys. This is canon. And when Renji is talking to like Rukia, there we just see Renji on screen, and then from out out from behind him, like R- Byakuya without like move, they just kind of take his model and slide it into view. And it's like, why? Why are you doing that? He does. He's not saying anything. He's not part of this conversation. It's okay if he's off screen. <laughs> God, um, but yeah, Ichigo, like, gets really fucked up in this battle with Byakuya, uh, he basically gets ready to die, uh, and Urahara shows up, uh, and, like, takes him in, and that ends the episode. Also forgot to mention during the fight with, like, Uryu and, um, and the Menos Grande, uh, Urahara, like, saved both Orihime and Chad, and was like, hey, watch Ichigo fight this giant fucking hollow. Yeah, and then this episode also has Rukia, um, like, basically outwardly turning against Ichigo so that he would have, like, a chance at survival versus just getting beheaded, basically. Yeah, Rukia essentially uh, tells Ichigo, don't follow me or I'll never forgive you. Uh, You need to live. Uh, It's really, really good character stuff. Uh, and uh, Rukia gets taken by Byakuya and Renji back to Soul Society. And I want to note, like, neither of them buy it in the least, but they're both like, buddy, buddy, she is doing this for you. Like, we're going to, we're going to accept that 
her wishes at this time and not just fucking murder you because you're obviously going yeah. to die in the next hour. It's fine. But like just just stop. Just stop. Episode 18? Episode 18. Reclaim exclamation mark the power of the Shinigami. This is the episode where I uh... Ichigo basically, like, wakes up in Urahara shop. Well, that happens last episode, but it's a dumb gag, and it doesn't really have that much importance. And Urahara's like, hey, we're gonna do a training arc! And, essentially, uh, first up is, in soul form, Ichigo has to, like, run away from Ududu, who is, like, extremely powerful, and, like, one shot from her would kill him. Uh, and... Uh, he, like, realizes about partway through the battle that, hey, I'm running away from her. That means I can dodge. Uh, and he tries, and it, like, barely grazes him, and he gets launched, like, into a rock, and Tessai protects him. And Urahara's like, congrats, you passed. Now we're gonna do step two. Kicks you into a pit. Become a soul reaper. Become a soul reaper. Just do it. Also, if you don't, you're dead. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, that leads right into episode 19. Or become a hollow and die. Yeah, or become a hollow and die. Yeah, And then, meanwhile, Uryu is also doing secret training that he doesn't want anyone to see. And Orihime and, and Chad then, are being trained by a cat. Yeah, uh, a cat named Yoruichi, who is Urahara's best friend. <laughs> uh, we go to episode 19, which is Ichigo becomes a hollow. Uh, and basically, there uh, Ichigo's like soul chain is like encroaching, which basically means it's growing mouse and eating itself. Uh, and he has seventy two hours to basically say, "No, I'm a soul reaper now," and stop it. And if he doesn't, he will become a hollow and die. And he gets super, super close to being a hollow and dying, and it's really horrifying. Uh, but he like enters his mind palace and meets Zonketsu, who is his his real Zonpakuto. Um And Zonketsu's like, you don't even know my name? Bro. Uh, well, I guess you can release me. So he does, and he becomes a Soul Reaper. Uh, he like gets out of the pit, uh, and he has a mask, but he like cracks part of the mask and then like puts it on the side of his face, and he goes to fight uh, Urahara. Uh, and Urahara's like, whoa, your sword is, like, so weak, bro. Um, and then I believe it goes right to episode 20. Yeah, so at this time, Ichigo's sword is basically a hilt with, like, ten inches, uh, like, three inches of steel on it. As opposed to his, yes. like, seven-foot sword that he usually has. Uh, this, like, this episode, probably my favorite one of the entire season. <laughs> like, just, it has a... It's really good! It has a ton of really good, like, just crazy horrifying moments it has some really cool action it has some good character stuff with uh Zange like all the zangetsu stuff is just really cool but it also has some really cool stuff with rukia in the jail like talking to her brother and talking to renji yeah there there's a scene of rukia talking to renji and byakia where byakia is like you have a month before you get executed this is the last time we'll talk before then bye and then he leaves and then renji's like whoa get a load of this dude episode 20 Ichimaru Gin's shadow. So this episode's named after Gin. He shows up once. Um, essentially, the episode starts with Byakuya like walking out of the like prison, and Kenpachi Zaraki, who is 
one of the division captains uh fuck is it is it the 11th yes okay it's the 11th and then Ginichimaru is the captain of the third i know this because i used to have the hots for Ginichimaru, and it sucks um but uh essentially they're like wow you're such a role model for soul reapers uh and you know uh good good job like letting your sister be executed and all that we can't wait to see do you need any help uh and Byaki is like no and Kenpachi's like I could kill your sister and then Byakia and Kenpachi like bicker for a little bit and then Gin like takes Kenpachi is like all right gotta go bye and then we don't see Gin again for the rest of the episode (laughs) Gin's trick um and then Episode 20, we, well, still in episode 20, we get more of uh, Ichigo in his mind palace, or not as much of Ichigo in his mind palace, but he essentially, like, learns his his Zanpakuto's name, which is Zangetsu, uh, and he releases it, and he nearly kills Urahara, um, and he gets the hat, and he wins the fight, and is a soul reaper with his own Zanpakuto now, and, uh... Everybody completes their training, uh, and they're like, all right, well, time to wait. Um, Ichigo gets a charm from his dad. Uh, there's some really gay wife moments between Orihime and Tatsuki. And essentially, uh, they get to the gate to go to Soul Society. They are told they have, what is it, four minutes to get to the other side? Uh, and if they don't get to the other side in four minutes... They will be trapped between worlds forever. Um, and it's extremely risky. And in fact, it might be impossible. Good luck, guys. Uh, Yoruichi is assigned as their guide. Uh, and it's essentially Ichigo, Uryu, Orihime, and Chad, and Yoruichi all going uh, on this mission to go save Rukia. And Urahara. The end. Urahara. And then they do get trapped, and that's the end of Bleach Forever. <laughs> Uh, Urahara does try to like put his hand through the gate, but it gets it gets repelled. Okay, yeah, good detail. And that is the end of season one of Bleach. What well, we did that in what? Fifty minutes. Forty minutes. Forty minutes. Yeah, forty well, minutes. We start. Yeah, we started. Uh, well, yeah. You know what? We should just do this we for the show. Too. We we uh, that time. <laughs> just speed read everything that happens nothing else <laughs> yeah just, <laughs> that, that's the entire show uh, my favorite episode this season uh, believe it or not I think is actually episode 10 um, I really liked the Don Kanoji episode I thought like as a standalone episode uh, it had some really really good character beats for both Ichigo and Orihime uh, and I really liked the Don Kanoji stuff overall uh, I thought, I still think that episode was way more effective at being, like, emotionally relevant than, like, the episode where Ichigo's mom was present, which I think was, like, a blunder on the show's part. Uh, but I, I don't know. I just really like that episode. I think it's really fun, and I think it has really, really good character moments. Yeah, it was definitely, one like, one of the stronger episodes of the season. Uh, overall, I think my feelings on season one are, I, I think it becomes a little formulaic 
uh, by the end, which uh, I think it's good that it's moving on to, okay, we're going to actually do like an arc with an overarching plot here, as opposed to like doing like monster of the week sort of deal stuff. Um, And I, I think it's a good time for the show to step. Uh, Lynn says uh, either cursed, uh, cursed parakeet arc or, or Hime's brother's goodbye. Those are also really good, uh, really good bits. Uh, I, I think, I wish the show at this point had leaned a little more into the horror, frankly. Like, I think whenever the show did do some creepy stuff, it was really, really good. But it was more concerned with being a shonen anime, which is fine. Um... But I think if it had leaned even more into it and, like, the astonishment of learning all these new things about the world, I think this first season could have been, like, something even more special. Um, I think all the Cone stuff was really annoying, frankly. I I think Cone, uh, as we get more Cone throughout the show, is going to be a hindrance to the show rather than a boon, despite being, like, the comic relief. Uh, But overall... I think the first season was solid. I think it did what it needed to do to like get the show off the ground uh, and into heaven. Uh, the the uh, so like we mentioned the horror stuff every time it comes up because it's really really good. And I, at like generally speaking, I don't like horror stuff. Like I just don't. I don't go watch scary movies mostly because they stick with me for like months on end. Um, but I like. I really agree that I think the horror stuff is some of the best stuff. And also it helps differentiate Bleach from a lot of other, of its contemporaries. Uh, yeah. And the con shit is like... His intro episodes had some really good stuff. Like some really good like existential crisis and some really good character work on Ichigo's part and on Khan's like, development as a character. And it's like just this really good conflict. And then every time we see him after that, it's just like in service of just some really annoying jokes that tend to be the lowest point of the episode for pretty much all of us. Um, Which, yeah, basically Cone exists to be the horny character, and, like, I I really wish they had leaned more into the existential stuff, uh, like, for longer. Like, maybe it would have gotten, like, boring eventually, but, like, I think there needs to be more to his character than just horny, horny plush. So, my, as we are recording, my father has sent me a picture of stuff that he has taken out of our garage, and he's asking me if I want to keep it. And this has somehow turned into bleach content, because (laughs) here is one of the pictures in question. Oh my goodness. And for our listeners, one of the objects that I'm being sent pictures of is Urahara's hat. That I did mention previously, having owned in high school. <laughs> the fucking anime convention r- bleach replica Udahara hat. <laughs> well, what's what, what's the verdict? Are you keeping it? Oh yeah, I'm, I'm asking him to send it to me by mail. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. If it... If, if you ever come down to Seattle or I come up there, can we do, like, a live stream and you wear that hat? <laughs> God, I don't think it even fits me. But I can try. Worst case, I'll wear it. 
man. I think this is going to be good. I, frankly, I don't think we need much more this episode. I think I think we killed it. Uh, so one thing, I did say that I would mention the things that I'm going to be trying to work on as far as uh, just podcasting. Um, just because I think it's interesting for listener, like for listeners to be aware of what criticisms that I have for myself. And if they have similar or completely different criticisms... It would be interesting to know. Uh, and, you know, people can also keep me, uh, take me to task if I don't get any better on these things at all. Uh, so, ba- essentially, it's just four things in general. Uh, one is I'm trying not to dunk on Kubo just to dunk. Like, if there's stuff that's bad and then it gets worse in the future, I'm trying to just dunk on what's bad in the present, basically, and not dunk on, like, the future knowledge stuff. Uh, but I do want to keep an eye on things. Uh, essentially, I don't want to say, oh, this is bad because of stuff that happens in the future. I want to say, this is bad because of an actual reason, and we'll keep an eye on this like going forward, essentially. Um, gotcha. Be Actually do the reading on time, because even though I started doing the, the manga bits, there's two times already <laughs> that I, was re- I read the manga either on air or... It, during our five minute break and that's just not respectful to either you or our listeners so I'm you know gonna try to be better on that part and uh, finally just essentially doing when doing criticism of Kubo's story or Kubo's characters um, basically trying to not say like well if I were Kubo I would have written it like this or I think the story should have gone like this uh because I think that's not, like, a super interesting way of doing criticism. And focusing more on, like, well, this is a problem, and here's why I think it doesn't work, or why it's a problem. But not, like, essentially not trying to step in and be like, well, I've got 20 years of hindsight, and I think the story should have done this, and this, and this, and this, and this. In yeah. my capacity as especially, a white cis guy. <laughs> especially because it is really important to consider that Bleach... When it was being written, was a weekly written manga, and it is a lot of work. Like, the, despite the many, many, many criticisms I have of Bleach, it is important to remember and realize that this was a work that was written weekly, uh, and drawn weekly, uh, by Kubo and his assistants, and likely had reworks as well. Uh, thrown in by the editor writing manga is a huge undertaking and it is important to remember that and sometimes things just don't pan out and it it's not i i still don't believe kubo is an incredible writer i think he has some like very good talents but it, it, it is just important to keep in mind the level of work that writing a manga is uh it is something i don't think i would ever like even if i had like the skill to draw something like that and to write something like that i don't think i would be able to keep up with meeting a weekly release schedule for a manga it's people who work on it work absurdly hard yeah there's just there's so much word that gets put into it that's that series was on for a decade plus i believe yeah more than a decade 
And as far as I'm, I can't think of any like big hiatuses either. Like Kubo didn't take many breaks and he didn't miss a lot of weeks, which is kind of incredible considering like how big, how long running the series was. Yeah. So. And and considering how like frequently like how frequent the quality of the art itself, like not even speaking to the writing, the quality of the art itself and how much of it there is, it is absurd that he was able to crank all this out. Yeah, so that's essentially, like, the the points that I'm going to focus on uh, going forward. Uh, you know, just to try to try to be a better critic and make it a, a more interesting listening experience. Uh, for me, I really want to do better at engaging with your commentary. Uh, I think a lot of the time... I tend to just go ahead and say, yeah, it's exactly that. And then just, like, not really talk more about it. But I think I would really like to actually, you know, sit back and try and... Even if it takes me some time, like, while we're recording the episode and we have to, like, pause for a second while I think of a way to respond to it, I want to do better about actually critically thinking about what you're saying and engaging with it rather than just agreeing with it off the bat. Well, you know, when I've got perfect opinions all the time, every time. <laughs> yeah, and so do I. Like, Full Battle Alchemist, step off. My <laughs> opinions are perfect. <laughs> uh, I really should reread Full Metal Alchemist or watch Brotherhood at some point. In Anyway, um, I think that's all I have to add on what I want to do for the show. Uh, I want to do better about actually getting my summaries out. Uh, for those listening and somehow aren't aware, uh, I, I write two summaries a week and I also edit the show. Uh, it is a large undertaking. I spend probably five to six hours just on that, like average a week. Um, and it, I, I also work full time at a warehouse. Uh, it, it is a large undertaking and it is something I really enjoy doing. Um, but I will continue to try my best to get it out and actually, like, make sure it's quality, um, and, you know, make sure that the show is quality. I, I try to, you know, edit in my own gags whenever I'm working on editing the show, but, uh, I also have, you know, some bad habits when I am editing that just end up, like, making it go by a bit quicker or a bit slower sometimes. Um, either way... I would like to continue to improve uh, with my editing skills, and I'd like to continue to improve on actually getting summaries done. Uh, as much as I enjoy Sam, like, I, I really enjoy when you do summaries as well. Uh, I don't know if fans would prefer we do 1-1. One, one. Uh, if, if people listening would prefer that, I am perfectly happy to let you do, like, a summary. I have no issue with it. Uh it is just very fulfilling for me. I get a huge wave of relief when I get it done and fulfillment. Uh, and yeah, I, I don't have much more to add on that. So we, we had like a short little like break there to talk with Lynn about stuff. Um, we just wanted to say on air, can everybody tell Lynn that Lynn is doing a great job. A f just everybody. A phenomenal, 
podcast co-host Robost with the most? Robost? <laughs> Robost. Yeah, sure. Why not? Um, yeah, I, I think we're going to go ahead. <laughs> I think we're going to go ahead and end the episode here. Uh, we've never done a finale like this. I mean, obviously, this is our first podcast. Uh, I have really enjoyed doing season one with you guys. Like, I I wasn't expecting this joke I made in the, in the Friends of the Table Discord to turn into a podcast that I was actually doing with two strangers who ended up becoming, like, very good friends of mine. Uh, and I, I love y'all. Like, I, I just, I want to keep doing this. I want to keep going. We're, we're going to get through Bleach. We're going to do it. And even, like, after this show, like, inevitably ends in, like, a million years or whatever, I, I, I have a feeling we're going to continue to be friends. And I'm really happy about that. Yeah, I'm really glad we started this. I'm glad you guys have let me join you on this uh, journey through Bleach. And listen, dear listeners, dear treasured listeners... Take this as a word of warning. Any joke you make can and will be used against you and may end up being turned into a podcast. It can happen to you too. Don't let your guard down. <laughs> Remember. Commitment is a strong word. Commitment is a strong word. And one we... <laughs> that I think is true. I think, you know what? I think now that season one is over... I think we can move on. We can rid ourselves of these these anime training weights. Uh, I, I think Stay Cool Chads is... I think Stay Cool Chads is over. I think our new ending motto is commitment is a strong word. Well, that was our first ending motto. Well, it was, it was my first motto. <laughs> but it, it wasn't the ending motto. True. I, I, I think... I think we're going to end on that. Uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Thank you for making Bleachcast as special as it is to me. Uh, this is something, like, something I never expected to be doing. I certainly did not expect my very first podcast to be a Bleach podcast. But here we are. Uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, we'll see you next week with Season 2, starting with Enter the world of the Shinigami and the man who hates Shinigami, which will have different titles because we'll be going by the wiki and not wikipedia.org. Listen, I'm going to go by wikipedia.org. Screw, screw the fan wiki. Take that. <laughs> uh, we, you can follow us at Bleachcast on Twitter, and uh, you can send us emails at iwobleachcast at gmail.com. I can be found at ssbslj on Twitter. I can be found at Lavender underscore pause on Twitter. At Lot underscore Lake on Instagram. That is L-O-T-E underscore Lake on Instagram. And remember, everybody, commitment is a strong word. Commitment is a strong word. Sasa
う人の群れがマスゴボなんとなく立ち止まってみたぽつりと開いた心の隙間埋めるように動いた携帯のまだ君は一人じゃないほら見な互いに支え合ってくのさいつも支えてくれる人たちに日頃の思いを込めたラプソディアプレシエーションの気持ちをどうどうかいつもありがとう本当はありがとうたとえどこに立って君の存在に感謝してるよ